Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 465 of the Junctures Podcast. I said, think about that for a second. I'm host, I'm Tyler. Join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Hi. Pretty much I'm excited because it's the weekend here while we're recording. Um, and also because I get a chance maybe to play some bit of games this week as opposed to not feeling motivated to go forth and actually play a lot of games this week. But uh, it's one of those weird things where you try to get your you try to get yourself into wanting to play something. I mean, I yeah. dabbled maybe a little bit of, with Tekken Seven, a little bit of the practice modes. I finally deleted the game off my PS Five because I really wanted to try to focus upon other stuff I got. But uh, yeah, I play little games like maybe here and there and stuff. But uh, mostly, it's been like a long work week. It's been sort of draining because the weather and everything else is all rainy. It's all muggy. It's all this and that and shit. Plus, when you get home, it's like when I when I've been getting home the past couple nights. If I'm not if I'm not like having something major to do, I'm fucking just knocked out by like about ten mm-hmm. o'clock, and uh, it's just me either just sitting in bed like watching YouTube stuff or fucking watching something and then just crashing. <laughs> yeah. Or the funniest part about it is like watching other people play games or something, or it's like you go on to like a, a Twitch or a or literally me last night where I'm in bed watching some dude try to speed run through like the Saturn version of Symphony of the Night and just discovering <laughs> that there's like uh, different types of areas and new weapons and stuff that because uh, he's playing through the Japanese version of it because oh, okay. that was the that was the version that was released in Saturn only and I was in Japan and it's supposed to run a little bit the thing about it it runs slower because of the whole like a processing speed of the Saturn itself. But he's doing it the same system. Yeah, so he's doing it like in uh, like an emulated format, you know, because he doesn't own a Saturn from that region, doesn't have that imported that game. But uh, it was fascinating watching little bits of that because you see like a like a other area or something that was not available in the North American release uh, for like the PlayStation. It was like a hidden area, hidden from the start, like a different boss, like a boss in the main area, different types of enemies, including like one freaking creepy looking damn tree that just like it's like. I kid you not, like, about seven or eight feet tall. It has, like, a freaking crazy, like, smiling face and stuff. And it has, like, fucking fruit or something hanging down on his branches. And so they drop off when you hit it. It's, that's, yeah, it was just one of those type of nights and stuff where I just wanted to chill and watch someone play a game. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. It's like, man, I really want to play games, but I'm too tired to play games. I'm just going to watch somebody else do it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, other than that, though, it's just a typical work week. Pretty busy, pretty this and that. But how have you been doing, Tyler? Uh, about the same. Pretty tired. Uh, you know, it's post uh, Black Friday and all that, Saturday, Monday, so work's getting nuts. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been kind of with you where it's like this week coming home from work. It's just, it's still not over. Daylight saving time. Never going to get over that. Um, getting, you know, get home and it's been dark out for a while. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I've been about the same where it's like, and even to like, you know, you're talking about like trying to motivate yourself to play a game. Like that was definitely me today. Where it's like, oh, it's the weekend. I want to play through some gaming. I'm like, I don't really got anything to play. And um, plus, I don't like a couple things. Like, I've like want to start, to, like or, or, like some backboard. Like, I want to I want to replay. Like, uh, I felt like Hellblade downloaded on my Xbox for a while. I beat the game when it first came out. Yep. Uh, but I want to play through it again. And a couple things. I'm like, oh, fucking Halo's on Wednesday. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't really want to. That's it's like it always sucks when like you're like right in between games. You know, you're just like kind of waiting. Um, to start, you know, like, you, there's something coming up soon. You're excited to play it, but it's like I don't want 
but I like, you know, it does kind of, like it's the weekend. I want to play games, but I don't really want to start anything because I'm not gonna. If I don't finish it this weekend, I'm not gonna be able to. Fit, then it's not getting done. Yeah. I think so. You're just like I'm just not even gonna bother. Um, so that's where I'm at. I did. I you know, cause I beat. I did finish Deathloop earlier uh, in the week. Nice. So, which I'll talk about a little later. So that's um kind of why I'm like in between games right now. So uh. Yeah, but other than that, you know, just clinging and banging as always, Gables, you know, nothing too crazy with me, just uh, more of that, um, you know, Iowa's in that Big Ten Championship game, it's not going great, I'm going to, I haven't looked at the score in a while, I, I'm, I'm going to do it right now, uh, uh, okay, it's worse than I thought, all right, <laughs> I regret doing that now, um, yeah, that was, wow, that, that was a gut punch, I wish I wouldn't have looked at that now, um, but yeah, other than that, I'm doing okay. Um, yeah. So anyways, though, we are, uh, here to talk about video games but before we do that. You want to mention, if you're listening to us and you like us so far, um, and you, or you like what you're going to hear soon, uh, please, uh, wherever you're listening to that, please like, share, subscribe, uh, five stars, comments, whatever you can do. We really appreciate it. If you're listening to us on one place, we're available everywhere. Wherever pods are cast, uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, we're on all those places, five stars, comments, like, share, subscribes. Uh, if you're on YouTube watching us, we really appreciate it. The like button is uh, over in this. Well, it's backwards. Uh, my camera. Over. No, I'm still doing it backwards. Over. God, I'm still doing it backwards. <laughs> that way. No, that way. <laughs> there we go. That was really hard. Right there. Right there. Where Gable's junk is located, that is the like button. So click that button and I'll make some. He'll do the little Pillsbury Doughboy thing wherever he is. <laughs> He'll he'll be at work, like you know, helping a customer. That's what he's gonna do. There you go. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, if Mario and Pillsbury Doughboy had, I don't know why that was really difficult. Just helping an old lady or something, like with their donations, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hello there, ma'am. She just hands me a box. My ticket, no box. Just randomly, what we just. Well, I'm just like uh, going through and like pricing stuff with my coworkers around their workstations. All of a sudden, they just see this. <laughs> Gables, I'm gonna I'm gonna Photoshop your head on Pillsbury Doughboy with the Mario mustache now. Oh my god, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the uh, the thumbnail for this podcast now. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, please do all that if you like that and my stupidity of trying to point in the wrong direction by continuing to point in the wrong direction um please do all those things for us we really appreciate it um that's kind of dumb shit here you can expect on this podcast that we do for fun um but is this the 465th it is okay i started <laughs> second guessing myself uh god damn it's four, six, five. <laughs> yes the the looking at the iowa scores really fucked me up uh should not i really regret that right now it's not going great guys um don't do it just don't do it. They won. Just go with that. <laughs> Say they won. Um, anyways, though, let's move on to some of the new games and why we're here. Actually, we had some, it's a pretty light week. And I'm like, God, I don't know. It's, you know, like I have a couple of things on the back burner we could throw in here to talk about. Uh, but there's not a lot. Uh, then Friday came. Jason Schreier came out, dropped an article. And that was godsend because podcast made whenever Jason Schreier drops an article over at Bloomberg. Um, so he announced that PlayStation uh, has a, it's codenamed Spartacus and it is a game pass like service that they are, um, expected to launch in spring. It'll have three tiers. 
uh, tier one would be your would just be what PlayStation Plus is right now. Um, so you know, you get the play online, party chat. I'm assuming still the the, the free games we get every month. Uh, the second would offer a large catalog of PS4 and eventually PS5 games. Um, also part of this, I should mention that there is no, excuse me, no plans of adding um, PlayStation first party games day one. Uh, and then tier three would include, uh, would add extended demos, uh, game streaming, and a library of PS1, 2, 3, and PSP games to this. I have no idea how this is going to work with PlayStation now. Uh, like if that's just going to be tier two and three to a certain extent, um, or if PlayStation now will just kind of go away. Um, we don't really have any idea of that. And this is like, so this is all just kind of news, new, new news dropping. Um, but I mean, Gales, when you heard this news, what, what kind of, what was your overall reaction to all this? So I got a text message from my friend, a couple, like yesterday. In regards... Is this the one about how the Lions might still make the playoffs? <laughs> no, that was something that was earlier on that day. Okay. But yeah. uh... Gables, I just want to real fast. Gables uh, got a text message from his friend explaining all the things, the 93 things that would need to happen for the o, o, ten and 1 Lions to make the playoffs this year. And it's not great. Go on, Gables. Uh, it's basically a 0.1% chance. But anyway, I got a text message from my friend, the other text message that day. Saying that, oh, hey, yeah, it's going to be like a place, like a Game Pass like subscription or something like that where you can play PS1, PS2, and PSP games. It's like, okay, uh, where'd you learn this and stuff like that? And he just replies to me later on, like uh, quoting some website. And I just, you know, I'm going to dig into this. So I go forth and eventually find the information and stuff like that. But uh, the thing about this news, we knew going in from like the rumor mills and stuff that PlayStation was cooking up some form of a game pass thing. What was the most surprising is Jason Schreier going in depth to getting more details of it and when it could potentially be, when it could launch, how it would go through. The only thing that really wasn't set was like price points from what it looks like. But uh, the initial thought was, okay, I'm not surprised that this is happening, but at the same point, adding, I think the most surprising factor, other than like say the details of it, is stuff. Just hearing potentially like say PSP games being available or something like that, the streaming stuff. Because when I think about this type of this whole tier list type of thing right at the moment, the last thing I was thinking about is okay, having handheld games or something like that at the forefront. You know, the one of the tiers makes sense. But uh, from looking over this tier thing right now, the three tiers and stuff of the supposed Game Pass-like thing, it's like it's going to be normal PlayStation Plus stuff for the first tier, and then it looks like a PlayStation Now sort of thing. Only difference is it's like PlayStation 5 games that are downloadable from that type of service. Being, in, being subscribed to both PlayStation Plus and also PlayStation Now separately... The thing about PlayStation Now that holds that thing back predominantly is the availability of of obviously more recent games and on top of that the selection of back catalog stuff. It's very it's highly varied for PS4 content. You can actually go forth if you want to stream them, you can, but that option to download is definitely the major portion of why people have PlayStation Now, because you can go through and get 
some big name games and stuff downloaded, but the thing about Sony is their their first party games that they make available is only available for maybe a couple of months at most. Yeah. Give or take what first party like, title. They just put like Last of Us Part Two just went on there like I think last month. And that and game had been released be over a year at that point, so it's like that yeah. was pretty much the most recent in terms of game release things like a year ago or something that they're putting a PlayStation now on PlayStation now, right at this moment to give to their customers and stuff. But, uh, you know, PlayStation five games, you know, that wouldn't be a surprising thing for me eventually. I mean, hell they may not do it day one, like day and day, like say what Microsoft is doing with their content. But at the same point, it's like, if you have that, if you have that process of more PlayStation five games, eventually being downloadable and playable, you know, that's, that's going to be huge for a lot of gamers that have went in and bought a PS5 because the thing about it is the shell shock things of uh, some of the first party content, you know, it's like there may be some that do want to pay that $70 plus like price tag for some of their first party games. But more or less, it's like if you get that system and stuff, you're pretty much kind of shell shocked for a lot of the PS5 content. If say you're just now investing in that PlayStation system, you know, so if you say going into buying a PS5, is this if this is like your first PlayStation console, having this sort of like a game passed up a tier to where, okay, let's say that uh, you pay a hundred dollars a year or something like that in order to have these like this tier two or tier three type of thing for the entire year and then have access to say, oh, hell, I don't know, maybe download Demon Souls with PS5 or something like that, which was PS5's first major showcase in regards to yeah. when it launched last year but uh having options like that from the get-go uh, just subscribing similar to how you would do with game pass with a lot of their content and stuff yeah that would be huge for plenty of like gamers just coming into that ecosystem more or less if it's like gamers that have owned most multiple games across multiple different consoles of playstation's ecosystem and stuff investing inside of this stuff you know it's like it's a totally different type of feel and stuff but uh well lastly you know the tier three with the whole aspect of the playstation one two potential three and like ps like uh p games and stuff like that that would be huge to a specific point if it's like PlayStation now to where they have a handful of, say, PS2 or PS3 games or something, like, if they're doing it like they are doing it now for PlayStation Plus with maybe 10 PS2 games, maybe not even that at most, plus all their PS3 content being streamable because of it not being, like, uh, emulated correctly with, not like, say, emulated correctly, but be having to emulate the software of the playstation 3 in order to run some of those games through stream and stuff like that then i could see this potentially being kind of a downer with that it really depends it really depends on what sony has able to go through and uh, renewed the licensing of specific games for each system especially the playstation portable because there are a lot of niche games in the psp that a lot of players maybe want to go through and play, obviously. I mean, mm. hell, I, there are definitely a lot of good games that could be available from the launch from, like, particular systems, you know, from, from like, Square Enix, from, like, Ubisoft, from 
hell, the first party thing directly. I mean, we know God of games like God of War are going to be available day one, that type of a service for tier three. I mean, God of War one, two, three. I mean, potentially like Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta in that regards. Just a whole bunch of just a whole bunch of like first party content we would assume would be the their day one. But the thing about it is, even though they have so many consoles and stuff, that's not necessarily mean it's going to be like a verbose, like vast library game one. I mean, day one. Hell, let's look at the Nintendo Switch's online thing, for example, to where when that first launched for their NES and their Super Nintendo stuff, they had like a hodgepodge, maybe like about 20 some odd games of the NES, maybe like this and that, you know, but they expanded whenever they felt like in regards to trickling some bits of their back catalog and stuff. Sony, they have that type of luxury too, to where they've been in the gaming industry now for like over, God, God bless, like over 20 years now at this point. 25. 25, yeah. 25. Yeah, about 25. They went in like around 94 in the U.S., I want to say, 94, 95. Yeah, I think it was around Around there, yeah. Yeah. But the thing about it is because they have sort of a similar kind of in-depth, like in-depth, like back catalog in that regards, it's like there's no real big pressure to get that all done from the start. So my initial thought of like in general is like I'm I would be glad to see a Game Pass thing eventually come out for the PlayStation like console, how PlayStation now would after that you know it's that name's gonna go for me swept under the carpet it's gonna merge into playstation plus because they don't really advertise a lot of playstation now unless it's some sort of major promotion for like one of their first party games and stuff we saw it with god of war we saw it with like horizon zero dawn and stuff and we've saw it recently with last of us part two it was like hey you want to play last of us part two you know and stuff get game playstation now you know subscribe for the year do this and that but uh, I could see a potential PS PlayStation Now merging inside PlayStation Plus and stuff and having like something of a PlayStation Plus like uh, one or plus two or like plus three and representing the different tiers or whatsoever and having it done that way. But uh, I like the idea. Not sure if they're going to go forth with the execution day one, but uh, it's definitely a good it's definitely a good type of uh, competition for Game Pass, though it remains to be seen if they are going to be readily equal in that regards to Game Pass come day one. But what are your thoughts about this, Tyler? Um, I mean, I think it's can't really, it's hard to complain about, obviously, unless like the pricing gets out of control. Um, yeah, but I think, I mean, a lot of people say they need to do it. I don't know if they, they didn't really. I don't think they really need to, to, to do it for current more current games like i think it like they should definitely do it for like the older games uh like you know do a better job of it because like the, the PlayStation now thing is just i mean it seems like it's doing it does pretty well but it's never really taken off like i said they they don't do the best job of advertising it even though they do add some pretty spectacular games on there um you know because we were just talking about like last of War 2 is on there right now and i would bet most people don't know it um and then just like with the fact you have the stream all everything that everything but PS4 games is kind of shitty, uh, but I'm just kind of looking at it. I'm like, you know, the PlayStation Collection that comes with the PS5 if you have PS Plus, we have 20 first-party games uh, from PlayStation 4 that you could play for free on your PS5. I mean, I would put those 20 games up against 20 games on Game Pass, and I, I don't think they can, it holds a candle against them. You got like God of War, 
Horizon Zero Dawn. You got Persona 5, Last of Us Part 1, Mortal Kombat 10. I mean, it's a fantastic list of games I was looking at earlier today. Just cause right. Like, uh, what's on here? I was looking. I'm like, God, this is like... I mean, if you just didn't have a PS4, um, you just skipped the generation, uh, you'd be set. There's like a solid like two years of gaming right there. That's exactly uh, just the like, point. I mean, without you having to buy a new game of just like great quality games on there. Um, and they're all first party PlayStation games from last generation. Um, so I imagine that's going to stick with P- with PS plus, which that's pretty good fucking list. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's just really how they, they do in the forefront, how serious they're going to be about it, uh, advertising it, pushing it, allowing me to download those older games. Cause I think that's a big part, a big thing that, that they really need to be able to do is, uh, being able to actually install those things on there. Like, I've never, I've never used Game Pass or uh, used PS Now. Sorry, I, I have Game Pass. The PlayStation Now, I've never used it. Uh, I've been tempted lately because I want to play Metal Gear Solid 4, 4 on there. Right. Uh, I've heard you know iffy things on how well the streaming asset uh, aspect works. Uh, but I I just the downloading part would be great. Uh, how big are these PS4 and PS5 games going to be? Like I don't I don't because what EA plays already on with Game Pass, so that that's out the window. Um, I, I don't know, like, are, are we talking about, like, if we're, if we're talking about, like, good indie games, that would make me, and I think a lot of people, very excited. Like, to me, like, the indie games, honestly, is just as, like, having good, solid indie games to go to constantly, to fill in those gaps of big releases is probably just as important as having, you know, a big re- a couple of bigger releases on Game Pass that we get a, we get a year. Like, right. you know, like, I've, when we do, you know, like I look at like my game of the year contender list and it's just riddled with of, of like games that like I double A games or indie games that were, I had played on Game Pass and they were fucking fantastic and mm. might not I probably wouldn't have played them if they weren't on there or I was going to buy them anyways and now I don't have to like having solid games like double A and like that'd be a really good place for those games to live, I think. Um, but if you want to get the bigger you want to get the bigger fish, you want to get the bigger people out there like, yeah, you got you got to get some solid AAA games on their deal. And you got like, you know, like game pass with back of blood, like PlayStation doesn't have that type of backing. They don't have Microsoft behind them to get those, to pay that type of money. And they can't, this needs to be profitable for them. This at least in the near future, like Xbox can afford to lose money on game pass because this is like, they're building towards something like Netflix literally just started turning a profit. I think last year or this year, um, after like almost 20 years, uh, in service, you know, even as, as popular as they've been, like they just now started becoming profitable, um, because they're putting all that money out there, spending all that money to get content and make content, uh, and you know, I I see some people upset about the whole not bringing first party games to to game uh, to this PS Plus whatever you want to call it service, um, and <clears throat> I think that'd be awesome if they did that. I would obviously who could complain about that, uh, but if you look at it, it it would be idiotic for them to do that. Um, yeah, absolutely. It would be for Nintendo to do that. It would definitely be. Yeah, like because you look at like, and this isn't even a fanboy thing. I love, I love my my Xbox. I love my, I love Game Pass. I talked about last week. I probably played Game Pass. I probably played Xbox more this year than I'm a PlayStation. If you don't count Madden, I have definitely played my Xbox more than my PlayStation. Um, I love, I you know, I love it. Um, but like, the first party games on PlayStation sell and sell extremely well. You know, God of War, they announced uh, last month, has sold 19.5 million copies. Spider-Man, um, uh, w- the Spider-Man 2018, has sold over 
15 million copies, probably around 20 at this point. Miles Morales has sold about, it's probably, we don't have numbers yet, but we know it's close to 10 million. Mm. Um, You know, Horizon Zero Dawn has sold probably around 10 million. We haven't heard numbers in a long time, but that was doing like, it was like last we heard was like seven, eight uh, million. So Goshima launched and did like 3 million in the first month it was out. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 was the fastest selling PlayStation exclusive of all time. Um, Like, those their games sell and they sell extremely well. It'd be and you look at last generation where like they're putting out these games like Halo Wars two. I know it's not the Halo mm-hmm. and Halo isn't what it was, but Halo Wars two. Did, I don't even think it, I remember like the first month it was out. It sold a couple hundred thousand copies. Like not wow. great, not good, not great. Um, and like I don't know. I, I'm curious what Halo's five numbers are if they, if they're out there. Uh, but there's a reason why Xbox started, stopped giving out numbers uh, last generation for the console sales and most and you know game sales because um, they just weren't selling. And this was like when you're losing, you have to do the same. PlayStation isn't losing, so they don't have to. If things flip this year or this generation, which very likely can, because all three for the first time ever in our lifetime, uh, or in gaming, all three uh, console makers are doing very well, and all three have had very good years this year. Um, and you can argue last year was a very good year for them, um, for all three of them. So it's like all three are doing really well. So no one's like doing – no one. there's no like, oh, this is the obvious one, the obvious two, and then here's three all the way down here. Like it, they're all doing – all on equal footing. So it's anybody's generation right now. It feels extremely um, weird. I'll just be – putting it right out there right, yeah, right now because we're so used over the past 20 some odd years of one console maker or one console like uh being completely inside the lead and stuff with something that goes forth and revolutionizes the industry in some way shape or form either be a cluster of games or specific features that leads to an evolution of the gaming landscape in and of itself this is the first yeah. real generation where it feels like all three console major console companies from Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony looked like they were just neck to neck because of all of them being successes for three different reasons. It's like, yeah, with Nintendo, it's their back catalog and how popular the Switch has been in regards to the portability <laughs> aspect and also in terms of like the strength of their core franchises and stuff doing incredibly well for the first party sales. And it's part of the reason why, if Nintendo were to go into some sort of a landscape in this kind of same foray as a game pass type of stuff, you better believe they would not try to do anything in the first party things towards like game like day one because they make so much hand and foot when it comes to their first party games selling in a complete like fifty or sixty dollar type of things that that's the reason why not a lot of them dropped in price. But you go from that then all of a sudden with Microsoft with the biggest strength right now is that game pass stuff with the day and mm-hmm. date and stuff with their content releasing day one and all this other stuff. Plus giving a and lot first of first party games are finally coming. Yes, exactly. And now their first party games are starting to fluctuate in the 2022, the late 2021, 2022 timeline right here. Now they're starting to increase with their first party content. And now we're going to be seeing the strength of what potentially now is going to be with, them having near like almost near an amount in terms of like first party content releases as they would have had say god last i can think about it the consistency was like in the 360 generation in that regards so you have the game pass stuff and then you have playstation with another entirely different type of subset of how well they're doing right now and that's predominantly with the hardware in terms of PS5 and how popular that is, but it's more or less the whole touting of like how 
strong their core franchises are right at this moment in time. The whole 4K, like, mm-hmm. the evolution, say, with God of War, Horizon, and, like, Ratchet and Clank with Spider-Man and stuff. They did a great job advertising that PS5 system to begin with with its unveil until its eventual core franchises they wanted to nail down. So it has a bit to do with, like, sort of similarities with Nintendo to where a lot of their classic franchises and stuff they advertise with. But at the same time, you have the hardware and stuff that they push out, like, uh, hand and foot, you know, like in the forefront. That's got so many gamers gone through inside it. But, yeah, with this sort of generation being as it is, with, like, all three console manufacturers and stuff like that, just being neck-to-neck with one another and try to outdo each other, it feels, at this extent, more like an age to where it's, you know, it feels crazy it feels like a wild, wild west mentality Be- from indie stuff to the first party content. Sure, there's a lot of shit in between, you know, with different major companies with their bullshit. But at the same time, it's like I cannot remember a generation of gaming to where you have everybody almost on a level playing field. Yeah. Yeah. It really just it's like normally when someone does really well, it's because somebody else is going like. This, usually in gaming, someone in order for someone to go up, somebody else has to go down. Yep. And we're not everybody's just going up right now, which is it's awesome. It's fan, it's great. It's, this is the best time to be a gamer. It's I mean like, I, like I said, I think this is a great thing. It's hard like I don't understand like like I said, unless pricing is ridiculous, there's really hard to complain about this aspect. I mean, just having the access to those older games is fantastic. Yes. Um, you know like that like I say the PS3. I looked at the what was on PS Now recently, and the PS3 games. It's if it's every PS3 game you want, unless yep. you want Mag, then it's not there, obviously. But um, you wouldn't be like, able to play Mag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so like, I mean, PS2. I, I think it's pretty much all the key PS2 games are on there as well. Um, you know, obviously, you want to add PS1 games and stuff. That'd be great. But yeah, I think it just all really comes down to how they show this off. The big thing I think is obviously, like I said, strong double A indie games on there, and then you know uh, picking your point, picking your shots on getting good um, triple, maybe not triple A, but like you know like a back for blood type, getting ones like the, shooting your shots on those ones, picking the the right ones when you can. Where back for blood, it's triple A, but I don't think it's like you know it's not Far Cry Six big, right. it's not um, NBA Two K big, it's not Halo big, it's stuff like you know it's not that. It, but it's definitely it's it's a tier below, but it's it's like a tier above double A, but it's a tier below triple A kind of thing. Um, so I think getting shit like that was big. So I don't know. I think like I said, it's gonna come down to how they advertise this, how they show it off, what's gonna be their launch, how it works at launch, uh, and pricing. And like that's to me where I'm trying to think about like okay, PS Plus is like that's sixty dollars a year. So just say that five bucks a month. Obviously you could you could do six dollars a year, or pay ten dollars a month. For this argument, it's five dollars a month because that's Game Pass is how they do it. Or it's ten dollars a month for Game Pass, or if you want Ultimate, it's fifteen because you pay five dollars a month for the Xbox Live Gold. Uh, so that's fifteen. So I'm looking at PS Plus. Let's just call that five bucks. Yeah. Um, or six dollars a year. Um, Tier Two, maybe that's ten bucks, and that has that's one and two, and maybe that just includes you know the PS4, PS5 games, uh, and some PS5 games like I said, uh, and then Tier Three, fifteen. And that includes all the all, all the other games, um, which is almost weird. You almost want to think you want to flip two tier two and three, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm definitely excited for for it. I think what some people I was talking to are like are thinking it's gonna be a crazy expensive. I'm like, I don't. They, they want this to be competitive with Game Pass. They want to be able to like be able, I, I if they come out, especially make it more difficult if they come out out the gate being more expensive when you don't have. I don't think they're they're not gonna have the games uh, that Game Pass has. Um, it truly depends yeah. on what games they actually have on day one. Yeah. Truly, I mean, if they've managed to go forth and get a lot of the like a mixture of a lot of the games that people want, you know, in terms of maybe having the niche games, in terms of having the major ones that define each of those consoles and stuff like that. I mean, on top of like having a lot of indie support with that type of a service, you know, I could see a potential like day one boost, but yeah. The worst thing that they could have, the worst thing that Sony could potentially do is like not have the games at launch, be overly expensive, like comparison to the Game Pass like catalog to where it's like you pay what for a prepaid card three months of Xbox Live Ultimate stuff so for forty five dollars, right? Mm. So you could potentially like say go on to maybe an Amazon, maybe this, and get like an Ultimate Game Pass sort of thing, maybe for a full year or whatsoever or even their website do a full year of it and that's gonna at least be well let's see if it's 45 dollars for three months and stuff like that and it's like you got an estimate One, that it's 180 dollars a year that's about like roughly 180 dollars a year and stuff if like if for say for sony if they try to do something similar to that only make it more expensive because of the, their whole branding and all the other stuff i mean that I and mean, that's not gonna work no i mean hell nobody no, so. it's like even if they do like a little, like a little thing, like say if Game Pass is like fifteen dollars a month or something like that, and they want to do their things, and they try to bump it up, like say to like a twenty dollars a month, it's like they're people are gonna be hesitant with that shit, you know? It's yeah. There's I think it's all about yeah. just they gotta be affordable. They gotta be they, they want this to be a competitor, and if they come out out the gate more expensive and lesser, then that's not gonna work. Yep. Um, we see this time and time again in technology that sometimes even though it might be better. But if it's more expensive, people might not go for it. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be better at all. Um, like, even though, like, yeah, they have the PlayStation, co- the, the PS4 collection on, on already available. I don't, unless they have something big out the gate, I don't think it's going to happen. Right. Um, but let's move on, Gables. Uh, so next up here, um, not really, like I said, a lot, not a lot of news going on this week. But I thought it'd be kind of interesting. You know, we have the Game Awards on Thursday. Yeah, we do. Incredibly, <laughs> incredibly excited for that. Um, it's gonna be close, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I thought we kind of. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to do a competition thing here because we're terrible at it. No. About predictions. Uh, but I mean, what what do you? If you had a, if you had to think. All right. So we, we typically always have one. Quite, you know, maybe not groundbreaking, but we always have a big, uh, a big uh, reveal or trailer or something from the three console makers. What do you think? Those would be. Okay, so... so I, have, I have some ideas on these. All right. The most obvious one has to be something related to Nintendo with Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, oh. let's think about it this way. Other than, like, rumors swirling around and potential, something like that may go through and happening, there have been teases and stuff of a game that's been in development, like, for now for the past couple of... That's been development, I think, in the past couple of years that Keeley has made little teases and stuff that he's finally going to go through and, like, like showcase or something in this year's Game Awards. I believe that's okay. what it was, to paraphrase Jeff Keeley. Some people people are doing that because it was re- Breath of the Wild 2 was announced at in June at E3. Yeah. 
2019. So two and a half years from June 2019 is December 2021. Yep. A lot of people are like, I feel like this one's pretty good where there's a game called Last Night that was at, I believe it was at Microsoft's E3 mm-hmm. uh, 2019. And that was supposed to be at Game Awards uh, in 20, because it's supposed to be, I think this was come out in 2020, early 2020. And then some shit happened and it ended up just not getting, not showing up and it's been delayed forever. Um, so a lot of people are pointing that out because that was like a last minute. They pulled it from Game Awards. That's a definitely uh, a big possibility with that. You know, it's like going back to like Breath of the Wild 2 and stuff. We haven't heard much about it ever since that revealed trailer a while ago, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. if it's truly going to be releasing inside of maybe Q1 or something of 2022. Well, they, well, they said they're aiming for 2022. So that aiming. tells me end of the year. Right. At best. The, they, when they when Horizon uh, Forbidden West got announced in, at the end of 2020, they said they're aiming for 2021. Right. And now it's coming out February 2022. So I think that's a end of 2022, early 2023 game at best. Right. Right. I know when it... I think if, if that announced, we might get a title. And I think that's best case. Maybe, maybe a little bit of gameplay. I think that's best case scenario. If that is there. I know partially the reason why I was thinking that to begin with and stuff like that is because I know for one, it's like there has to be something in regards to Nintendo related being go through and announced inside of like the Game Awards type of stuff. And I thought more or less than likely it would be something related to Breath of the Wild 2, maybe some sort of core gimmick or something like that that hadn't been unveiled so far. Because from what we've seen, you know, it looks like a traditional, like, uh, kind of similar to how the original was in terms of landscapes, in terms of, like, exploration and this and that. But uh, maybe some more more content to, like, say the story aspect of it or some a little bit more of, like, a gimmick or something that makes it a little bit different in that regards. But... uh, other than that, though, I mean, we could see, we could see more potential teases from. Uh, oh God, let's see, not Elden Ring. I mean, hell, Elden Ring. We've already had like a blowout thing of that, didn't we? Yeah, and that's coming out pretty soon. I mean, maybe we might get a commercial for it. Right. Um, I think. I mean, like, I'm thinking like Nintendo. If we're sticking with Nintendo for a second, yeah. To me, the most likely thing is the Kirby game gets a release date because that's yeah. supposed to be a spring game. Um, yeah, I'm fascinated that, by that Kirby game. I mean, that that looks vastly different than anything I've seen from that franchise. Yeah, I'm looking here. Um, so some of the big the so the last three years uh, for uh, Game Awards twenty for Nintendo we had 2018 we had Joker for Smash. Yeah. 2019 they gave uh, Bravely Default two we got a release date. Yeah. And 2020 we got Sephiroth in Smash. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right. People I mean, losing their shit from that last year. And then 2017, we got Bayonetta 3 was in development. So, mm. um, wouldn't it be hilarious if it was like Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime 4 news? Well, yeah, I was thinking maybe the Metroid. Yeah, I was thinking four. I was thinking even maybe Bayonetta release date, but that I mean, we don't. We just know all they've said is 2022. We don't have a time frame other than that. I think I don't know. I'm I'm just. I think the Kirby thing. Unless they have, I mean, Nintendo used to always have the January, February Nintendo Direct. Yeah. But obviously, the last two years we haven't had one from them. Um, so unless they, unless they start going back to that, um, which we've kind of gone back to that format a little bit, where we had a direct in March and then we had one in 
uh, E3, and then we had one in like September. So we're kind of going back to the three big directs a year. Um, yeah, you know, it's like with this possible with with this in general for the Game Awards. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that it could be potentially for like Nintendo related if they chose to go forth and went to a specific direction. I mean, for what it most likely may be is like exactly what you were saying in terms of like announcement for say Kirby, that Kirby games like a release date in regards to next year. I mean, it could potentially be something maybe Metroid related, maybe with the trilogy as well, that thing that they've been sitting on. Or the if it or the Metroid Prime yeah, remake. Yeah, the Metroid Prime remake and stuff, that trilogy and stuff like that they've been sitting on now for like a good solid year if rumors are correct with that. But yeah. uh Focusing on like another system, you know, like another like company, it could be potentially maybe some from Microsoft coming out in terms of another first party, another first party game we're not even aware of that's being in development. I mean, how fucking crazy yeah. would that be if, say, if they had like uh, maybe some footage or whatsoever or more hints or something like that of Perfect Dark or some of that yeah, sort? Yeah, Perfect Dark was revealed last year. The year before that was. Xbox, they actually showed off, they announced the Xbox Series X at 2019. So it's possible. I mean, 20, I mean I'd mean, i argue Xbox probably has the bigger announcements, the, some of the biggest, of the big three. It makes sense. Probably the biggest ones the last two years anyways. Because um, they're the one company I, I can think, think of that doesn't have, that actually has a lot they could still go forth and show and announce as a parent since the other yeah. two because we know predominantly They've announced Nintendo the most. Has. It's like... Yeah, well, and... And like Xbox has the most announced games out there of the big three. They have a ton of games announced that are coming out in the next couple of years. Yeah. Like Perfect Dark, Devoured. Uh, uh, what's the fucking Bethesda game? Uh, Sky, no. Uh, Battle, no. God damn it. It's going on 11, 11, 22. Gables, you know the goddamn game. God damn it. <laughs> you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know why I can't 11, think of it. 11, 11, 22. Like, oh, God. God. What is Starfield? that goddamn game called? Starfield. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Battlefield. Like, that's not right. uh, uh, that'd be funny though if it was. Uh, oh, but like they got a vow, battle or Battlefield. God damn it! I've heard Starfield, uh, Perfect Dark. Um, I think it's gonna be either Avowed, um, which is the uh, like Skyrim like looking game yeah. from the God. What's the name of this dude? The people that made uh, Fallout, uh, New Vegas, mm, um, Obsidian, and then they did Obsidian. Yeah, they did Outer Wilds. Um, I think it's going to be Avowed or it's going to be uh, Hellblade 2 because Hellblade 2 was also revealed at um, mm, it's been uh, 2019. Years. And we we haven't seen anything since then, since Game Awards 2019. Uh, so I think that's... I think, I think Hellblade 2, maybe we finally get some gameplay on that. That'd be awesome. Maybe that's some wishful thinking on my end. Um, I was talking about PlayStation. Because PlayStation's weird. I, I want to look at like PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation announcements uh, right at this point are kind of like in a weird place to where we know predominantly what's going to be coming up for them in the post of like the next year and stuff. But uh, God, we just came off of a like, last couple weeks ago of them having the last like kind of uh, indie sort of styling of uh, direct that they did have, barring a couple of uh, yeah, yeah, they they you're right. They just had their PS5 thing uh, not too long ago. Unless they choose this time to unveil their whole Game Pass of like subscription service or something that like Game Awards. Yeah, I think that's gonna be. I don't think they're gonna do that there though. I think that'll be like they they typically have a state of play early in the year. So yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I was thinking maybe that Last of Us Factions, that Last of Us um, multiplayer game, 
that we know for fact is in the works. Maybe we finally get that. Uh, some details on that. Um, it'd be really funny if we finally got that blue box game uh, there because that was supposed to be. We're supposed to learn about the game in June. Yeah. And then they delayed it, and then we're supposed to learn about it in August, and they delayed it, and we have they've just been silent since. So, um, oh, God. maybe we finally get that there. I don't know. I, I the pie in the sky dream is something either Silent Hill or Metal Gear related. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've heard some people talk about that because Konami was supposed to be E3 and they pulled out last minute because they yep. weren't ready and we haven't heard anything since. But also, Jeff Keighley uh called them out on their bullshit when they wouldn't let Hideo Kojima mm-hmm. go to the Game Awards in 2016, right? 2015. So maybe there's some bad blood between Konami and Jeff Keighley, but also it could be, you know, six years ago. Maybe they're over it. Um, or it could be something to where it's like Konami's licensing out one of those two franchises to Sony. You know, that's a possibility too. So yeah, maybe that could be a, that could be the Sony thing as well. Yeah. So you, yeah, you're right there. I I don't know. That's. A... Yeah, I mean, I'm I think yeah. I, I, Sony's I think I, Sony's the hardest one because I just don't. I mean, the problem is like. Like, cause I don't, I don't want to just include like, yeah, they could do something with Horizon or just like that. Maybe a Final Fantasy 16. The problem is, is like we just don't know as much about them as we do about Nintendo or Xbox. As far as like, we know so we know the near future stuff. We don't know about like far future stuff from them. A um, thought occurred to me while we okay. were talking about potential things going through. Some I was thinking about that potentially may go forth and be teased down the line, you know, is possibly the unveiling or like announcement of, say, God, I'm thinking about it, maybe Persona 6, you know, because it's like that. No, because Persona's doing, they have a date, they have a planned thing or they're doing all their big announcements. So I think they're going to do their own thing on that one. Yeah, you're right on so. that one. But at the same point, it's like, it was just a thought that just breaking through my head because i know they got uh atlas has got their complete things on what they're going through and announcing and this and that and stuff like that because quintessentially i'm thinking back it's like okay what year was it that persona 5 release that was back around 2017 i know they're pretty much high in development in terms of like say a persona 6 the next entry in their series but on top of that they were doing subsidiary things with those two dancing games plus uh, persona 5 strikers in that regards I, th- I think if anything, we're going to hear about Persona Five coming to other platforms. That would make a lot more, of sense. If more, if we're going to hear anything for Persona, it's going to be that. Um, Absolutely. Oh yeah, but yeah. jumping to like third party here, I'm thinking maybe like Jedi Fallen Order Two oh, could be, be a thing. Um, there would be people that would be excited about that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to. Yeah. Well, oh. What? The Chrono Cross game from play that it's the oh, remake, the Chrono Cross remake. <laughs> I just go through just like I just thought about it for a second right here. It's like yeah, that has been rumored to be potentially yeah. in the making. And they here. they're they're doing a event on the day of the Game Awards. That I did know about. So yeah, that does lead some credence to where we could potentially see that Chrono Cross remaster. That yeah, it, well, sometimes we like they'll like we. We hear about like it's weird because normally there's a lot more rumors this time this time of year going into the game awards. Yeah, we, like we don't, there really hasn't been any. Um, sometimes though we hear about like they announce shit earlier in the week mm-hmm. and they say they like, reveal it earlier in the week, but then they say then like it's like a tease and then it's like see more at the game awards. Right. It's like that's the thing that's happened. Um, so I, I could see that being a big possibility of like. Some shit get. Well, I think I think I won't be surprised if 
you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or maybe Monday, Tuesday, because I don't think anybody wants to get around, be around Halo. So um, maybe like Monday, Tuesday. My dog is like sniffing the wall. Ah. I don't know what he's doing. He's very weird. Um, anyways, but like maybe we get some announcements, uh, like some the pre-announcements where they reveal it. It's like hear more about like it is show like a fucking you know we see the name of the game kind of thing, uh-huh. you know, and it's like. Uh, learn more at the game awards kind of shit like advertisements for that so right i think we're gonna hear yeah i think we'll hear more the next the next few days but yeah i don't know this one's it's usually always shit we don't expect like i don't i don't think i don't think anything bioware is gonna be there because the creative director just left um bioware for the dragon age game okay uh and that game has been development hell for like the last like four years now um so and like we've seen that game at the Game Awards in 2018 and 2020. Right. And it was a teaser trailer. So, like, I, I don't know how you come back two years after you, re- you did the teaser trailer. To do another teaser trailer. To show another teaser trailer. <laughs> yeah. Although, if they dis- if this just became the bit of them showing teaser trailers at Game Awards, I'd be totally cool with it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing about so this want. Game Awards coming up is that uh, we, honestly, leading into it, there may have been like a couple of handful of rumors going around but it's been relatively silent so anything that's going to be announced if it's very impactful we are going to be we are going to know about it as soon as the announcements hit or leaks hit (laughs) yeah i mean the only thing i'm thinking of like that i feel pretty confident about is wb games will be there in some sense where we either we're going to get the next we're gonna we're either gonna see something from Suicide Squad, um, they have the the Hogwarts Legacy game, they have the Bat the Gotham Knights game, and um, Never Nether Realm. Normally they have a game every two years. They switch between Injustice and Mortal Kombat. Well, 2021 should have been the year they re released Injustice Three. We didn't get we didn't get anything from them. They announced Mortal Kombat Eleven. Uh, at Game Awards 2018, right? And released it in March 2019, so I can see possibly something mm. from them. Um, I, I think I think WB Games will be there in some sense, and unless they announce something new, I think one of those four is very likely. My hope is either Suicide Squad gameplay, um, or my biggest hope is that it's Injustice Three because I love Injustice and I want more of that goddamn game. Yes, honestly, I would like to see a potential Injustice 3 be revealed because, hell, the I loved playing through Injustice 2 when that was coming out. I got that Game of the Year thing, plus like all the DLC and stuff that I could easily download and play yeah. at any time. But uh, so good. I'd also like to see some more gameplay in regards to Suicide Squad as well since we've seen nothing but trailers since it's yeah. failed. Yeah. Yeah, we got CD trailers last year and this year we got some cutscenes. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun day. I cannot wait for that to happen. But uh, let's move on here, Gables. I thought it'd be kind of interesting. We are into the last month of the year, mm-hmm. um, and you know we're gonna be doing our game of the year podcast. We always uh, we always do it the last week um, of the year. This year, I think we're gonna do it. I think it's gonna be. I think it'll land on January first. Yeah, we'll be doing our, our. We'll be doing our game of the years. So we'll, we'll literally have the entire year, uh, and a day to play the 2020 games, uh, 2021 games rather. Jesus, I don't know what year it is anymore. <laughs> um, 
So, I mean, I, don't know, I thought basketball was going in. We got one month left to prep and cram in those last remaining games. Uh, is there anything for you that that's come out this year that you haven't played yet, that you want to, or that you've started but not played, you haven't want to keep playing more of? Like, is there anything that you're thinking of that you want to uh, uh, try in the last month here to try to get a second chance at and get completed? Now, the thing about that question is, yeah, I've actually come prepared a little bit with a, a list that I have here for, this is what I do every year to where I have like a game of the year like things set for years and stuff. I've done it since like 2018 and stuff. So on my phone right now, I've got like about, I got a good slew of games that I have that are candidates for potentially being on my top 10 and stuff for like the game of the year stuff. But uh, as far as games that I either haven't played that I want to play or I still want to get back to. It's like I, I do want to get back to playing like uh, games like, say, like Ender Lilies and like Deathloop and stuff because I put some time inside of, say, Ender Lilies, but I would really like to put some more Death Loops. I think I've barely even got like 20 minutes into that game. But uh, as far as games I want to try to play some of before the end of this year, it's like maybe Persona 5 Strikers since I have the game and I have not bother cracking it open maybe a little bit of scarlet nexus or something like that but uh, i'm not trying to stretch my thing too thin with a bunch of like long ass rpgs or something like that yeah, scarlet nexus is a very long game but uh god looking at uh, some of the core games and stuff i think one of the metroid dread definitely metroid dread i want to get back to i mean metroid dead and dread is definitely something i want to get back to and play more of but let's see there was one other game that I did want to try to go forth and play a little bit more of, Cyber Shadow. That one was mm. also a game I had on Game Pass, but uh, played earlier on I this year. Just, it, it, I think it's off Game Pass now. Yeah, I think it is too, but at the same... I think it literally just like left like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, I think it, yeah, you're right about that. I think that one just left and stuff, but I do want to try to play more... Of the games I had mentioned, like say Cyber Shadow, if it's still on Game Pass, but uh, Persona 5 Strikers, Ender Lily, some stuff like that, Deathloop. I mean, I'm going to probably end up picking like one or two out of the remaining right there and just play what I can of those and stuff because it's that in between to where this week I haven't felt like playing much of anything in that regards. It's that low period until the next major game I want to go through and try to shift through. But yeah, yeah, I got like a core of two or three. But uh, nice, Tyler. How about yourself? You know, f- for the first time in what feels like ever, I actually feel pretty good about my my backlog. Like for for games that came out this year, I, I don't really have any. Like um, my nose is very. I got a mustache hair that's like <laughs> pricking me right in the nose and driving me nuts. I'm not picking my nose. It's like right here on the outer edge and driving me nuts. Sorry. For video listeners and audio listeners on that. Um, but, um, yeah, so there's not really anything major that's come out that I have, that I want to give time to. I think the Deathloop would have been that one. Like I said, I finished that up. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and, like, really, like, the only thing I haven't played yet is, like, Advance Wars 1 and 2 it was supposed to come out yesterday, and it didn't happen, obviously. My dog, what the fuck are you doing? He's got a blanket stuck to his back. He's got my Hawkeye blanket stuck to his fucking. He's so. God, you're weird, dog. You're a very weird dog. Yeah, basically, I'll find it like laying like 
on my bedroom floor sometimes because he gets up and he runs around. He's being he's being very needy. He's down here again by my lap. Louie, you can go lay down, buddy. Um, but um, you know, like the only thing really is like like I said, like it was actually funny. Like side ball, uh, side thing here. I was talking to my sister earlier because we we're talking about like uh, I was doing my Christmas shopping and stuff. Yeah. I was like trying to figure out what she wanted and like what she already got my parents, so I don't we don't buy the same shit. Um, and uh, she was like we were talking somehow she was mentioned like she's a big Call of Duty Warzone fan and she was like talking about how she's kind of bummed like the new Warzone map is to come out on Friday but it got delayed a week I was like yeah I was supposed to have a, a, a game come out and she doesn't like I said she only plays Warzone she don't care about anything else uh, in gaming so uh, I was telling her I'm like I'm like yeah I was supposed to have a game come out yesterday too but it got delayed to April she's like to April it's like why would they like normally they just put it out and fix it later I'm like wow what a statement that is right there. <laughs> Normally we put it out now and we fix it later. Uh, I'm like, well, this is, this is an online game. This is a single player game. And That's I was, so so I thought, yeah. Right. I thought that was I'm like, wow. Uh, Jesus Christ. So that, that's where we're at in gaming nowadays. But yeah, like uh, I'm kind of happy that I got pushed though, because April looks pretty clear as of right now, knock on wood. Uh, and uh, December looks pretty nuts here. Cause we got halo, coming out on wednesday which is awesome i'm yeah. really pumped for that one something i never thought i would i would say um so i'm really pumped for that and then the gunk i want to try out that comes out on the 16th also comes in game pass yeah. uh that's from the people that's from image and form they made the the um oh god i just slipped literally steamworld games so like steamworld dig one and two steamworld heist which i loved heist um so i, I definitely this is like a th- third person like 3d game looks kind of cool I do want you, so that's actually the only thing I want, I want to check out the rest of the year. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get to the gunk because um, I'm not. I don't know how much free time I'm gonna have for the rest of the month. Right. But uh, so Halo's probably gonna take the most of that, and we're trying to watch football. So, um, yeah, that I mean that's it. So I feel I'm I'm actually feeling quite positive about my list as far as like the big games that I wanted to play this year. Uh, I've knocked out. So, um. Moving on, Gables. Here, let's talk about some of these uh, quick hitters we got going on. All right. So, um, just a few things here. So, Paper Mario, uh, I think we touched on that earlier, is coming to Nintendo expansion, the Nintendo Switch, uh, Switch Online expansion uh, this coming week. Um, we got a, a launch trailer for that. I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know how much to say on that one. I think, I mean, it's been a little over a month since it came out, the, the 64 expansion. Uh, for Nintendo Online, and we have one, we have one game coming, so that's something. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much buzz is behind this one, but uh, I don't know. I mean, some people seem seem kind of excited for it. What about you, Gables? I thought it was kind of interesting that they went through and announced one game for release on the N64 service. That it just really continues, like, hey, as the credence of okay, let's just go ahead and trickle one game release after another or something like that. Let's just stagnate things. They don't need to be stagnated, yeah. but uh, and stop releasing six, uh, Super Nintendo and Nintendo games while we're at it too. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is the same old shit that Nintendo does. Yeah. Happened with the Wii oh. Virtual Console. It happened with like freaking Wii U stuff, and then with Switch, it's it's quite essentially the same thing. Only difference is it's like one game or so every whenever. But in terms of the releasing of Paper Mario and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, that's it's good that that's coming out fairly soon in that regards, as soon as, like, uh, next week goes into effect. But uh, Paper Mario, strong game. Definitely would recommend people going through and trying that out because it's it's quintessentially, if you liked playing 
if you're a gamer that you've played enough and stuff to where you'd like, say, uh, South Park The Stick of Truth in regards to its gameplay structure in that regard and stuff, then uh, play some Paper Mario because, you know, that game really borrowed some emphasis upon the simplicity of Paper Mario and that game style and that regards and stuff with the attacks, with the, not like the storyline stuff, no, but just more or less like the game simplicity of the button presses and stuff or the turn-based stuff. Mm. But uh, I think that's pretty cool that Paper Mario is coming out this soon, you know, because it's like, it's definitely easy to understand in regards to an rpg turn-based rpg standard and that was something that was incredibly rare back in the in 64 days since like having an actual full-on role-playing game released on that system since just like literally a handful maybe four or five most of an entire system's life <laughs> yeah but uh it definitely is a worthwhile game for people to go through and try out on the switch online if you bought the expansion pack, definitely give it a shot. Yeah, it's, I just just put them all out. I don't know what you're fucking what you're waiting for here. It's like yeah, for the, like it's this isn't like the the base Nintendo online thing where people can pay monthly. If you have the if you want to play sixty four games, you got to buy a year of it. So mm. just put the fucking thing out. No shit. Um, just put them all out instead of doing this bullshit. Um, next up here, uh, Halo Infinite. They announced some changes to the uh, XP. Um, so. Some of the changes they put into place, it's already in place now. You play one game, you get three 300 XP. You need 1,000 XP to go up a level to each level. So okay. one game is 300. Second game is 200. Third game, 200. Fourth game, fifth game, and sixth game, each 100 apiece. And then after that, it goes back to the traditional 50, 50 XP. Um, so if you, pay, you play six games um, a day, you go up a level, even if you don't do any challenges. So it's not perfect, but it's something. Uh, and this is something I mentioned a while back where I felt like they probably weren't going to be able to do anything. They probably wouldn't or couldn't do anything major until season two, uh, to not fuck up the level balancing and, right. uh, because at this point, if you go, you go back to true, I mean, I'm not defending it so much, but like, like the, the decisions are in place. The game, the, the way you boost and everything like that is in place to like, if you went back to a traditional, you know what you expect to go like to earn um, for XP. Uh, you would totally destroy how that works. The progression works um, because it's it's a thousand XP per level. So um, you play a couple games, even at my shitty scores, I go up levels super fast. And you just piss off people that you know either paid a shit ton of money to level up or already did all the grinding to level up. So um, at least allows people like me that don't have as much free time. And aren't just at that good at the game that, like, I bought the Battle Pass. gives me a chance to actually earn the things I paid for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But they said don't expect anything for a while. But, like I said, I didn't expect. Like I said um, a few weeks ago, like, I wasn't expecting anything major until Season 2 launched in May. So, but obviously, I think they got more, they're more focused on getting that campaign uh, good shape when it comes out. Uh, we, I think the reviews are rumored to drop Monday morning, so I'm excited. Right, Halo I'm excited about that. Okay. Yeah. So because it comes out Wednesday, so the reviews gotta be coming soon. So I'm. Ex it sounds like Monday morning. Um, and then the last thing here is Titanfall. They announced is uh, pulled from stores to buy um, uh, immediately as of December 1st. Uh, it, it will be pulled from like Game Pass and stuff like that, and like EA uh, EA Play on March 1st of next year. Um, they didn't announce when the servers would be shut down. They said they're going to continue doing that, but 
this is kind of like the prelude to servers being shut down. So this is a, this game came out in, I think, March or April of 2013 or 2014 rather. So, I mean, you're talking, it's, it, you know, in a few months here, we're talking eight years. So kind of makes sense. What about you, Gables? This is not surprising at all, considering that the servers weren't necessarily gone through and taken care of through the extent by their own like uh, developers or even like in terms of like the whole dedicated server stuff. You know, it's like there were definitely a lot of issues with the Titanfall servers in general, you know, being frequently like by hackers, by lack of maintenance in regards to some of the custom stuff. Literally, that game died out within the first couple of months of it releasing because they barred a lot of the stuff through the multiplayer content. I had issues with it to begin with and stuff. Not so much of the gameplay, but because of the progression of the, not just the story element, but it was just more or less focused upon being completely online and stuff. So even if you were at the time of its release, near its launch or whatever, and you were playing that game and you were trying to get understand the basic thing of what's happening, you would get these different story chunks based upon what map you would go through. So you could basically yeah, be that. at like the end of the game and stuff like that with the end portion of stuff. And you would have that from the get go. Cause that's kind of something that happened to me to where I had the first and second chapter or something like that, of that thing done. And all of a sudden it's like do the shoddy freaking design of how that thing's structured. Instead of going even flow from beginning to end throughout a chapter or whatsoever like that, it was more or less, I do chapters one and two, and all of a sudden I get to the last chapter, just zoomed all the way up there and stuff to do a multiplayer match with that shit. So, barring that structure aside and stuff, I'm not too surprised considering that, uh, for one, there had been a lot of, like, fan out, like, backlash in regards to that, to the original Titanfall in general, even goes so much to the extent to where, like, there was that DDoS... <laughs> thing like for a titanfall with like freaking people going inside there it's like even like inserting something in regards to like uh like for ea to fix their shit or whatsoever for that yeah. if i can paraphrase that but uh yeah to hear that the servers are going down and that titanfall is going to be going away pretty much is no surprise to me i mean yeah. hell the sequel is better anyway in terms of its Almost everything was better. One of the best, one of the best campaigns of all time in first-person shooter history. Mm. So, um, yeah. Oh man, I want to go back and play that now. Um, oh, maybe I should just do that instead. <laughs> uh, but yeah. All right. Uh, let's move it on here to what we've been playing. Gables, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Why don't you go first, Tyler? Okay. So, like I mentioned earlier, I actually finished uh, Deathloop, and I want to just take back a lot of the shit I said last week. Just throw that off the record. Um, because I was completely wrong about a lot of things here. And I, I was—I went back and listened to it later, and I'm like, man, I feel like... I was trying to make it sound simple, and I just—I made it sound very confusing and overly complicated. And I just realized there's just no good way to explain this game to make it sound like it's super simple. Um, for what you think a loop game would be, uh, it is very simple. There's just no... It just sounds very complicated to when trying to make it sound simple. So I'm just going to throw it out there. And I also said that you were trying to get everybody to the party at the end of the day. That's not true. Some people are at the party, not everybody's at the party. So the key is trying to kill the seven visionaries at the, in, this, in one day. Uh, like I said, there's four days. Uh, there's four areas. There's four There's four different times of the day. Um, and so there's really 16 areas because every time of the day in this one area is different. Mm -hmm. So like maybe this garage is open in the afternoon, but it's closed the rest of the day. And it leads to this whole different area. 
Um, so I'm, I'm not even going to talk about the systems. I'm not going to talk about what works. I'll say this for if, if it was like a typical roguelike or a loot game, I would not have finished this game. I would not have completed this game. Uh, the fact that it is, it has quasi roguelike elements, but also does a very good job of handholding is the reason why I finished it. And also the fact that it's, I think it's a fantastic game. It is definitely now in the running for my game of the year. Hmm. Yes, that's yes. With the other 422 other games <laughs> that are up in the running for my game of the year, because it's that fucking tight. Gables, I started writing down and trying to make arguments with myself today. Like seriously, started sitting down. I spent five minutes and I almost had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I don't know. If this year might kill me. Um, so, anyways, go back to Deathloop here. Um, uh, some of my favorite things about like what makes me really like this game because like I said I'm not a loop guy I don't like ro- roguelikes I loved Hades Hades the fucking blast play I just got so frustrated of like you'd have all these runs where you'd spend 45 minutes to an hour and you would come away with you would fail and have nothing to show for it or, um, or like you finally beat this badass boss and then you get to the next badass boss and he just whoops your ass and he gets you, and you're like oh it took me forever to beat took me 20 attempts to beat this badass boss now there's another badass boss behind that one. Oh, I beat that one. Cool. Now there's a, I beat those two badass bosses. Well, now there's a third badass boss behind that one. I whooped my ass. Like, just all that. Like, the runs get long. And, like, there's so many different runs where you spend. You might play the game for two, three hours, do four or five runs, and you have nothing to show for it because, you know, you f- focus on that run instead of the future runs. Or you do these runs where you just focus on the future, but not, you know, not, you're, like, half-ass in it. Um, I love this game because, like, every run I did, I got something out of it. Not just like, oh, I, I got a better weapon, but like uh, I actually got like real solid things that helped me out. Whether I got another slab or a slab upgrade or I unlocked the next step in completing the main level or the main, the main uh, campaign. Like another thing is there, I never, I never had like, I never had a run where I just grinded and like, oh, I'm going to focus on getting better weapons or just solely up- upgrading on, uh, upgrades or just getting this slab. Like the cool thing is when you go in these areas, there's typically like there's there's runs all going. So you have like when you open up your like there's two different like screens you can look at. There's a screen that like focuses like here's the main mission, here's like the things you got to do, and here's like the string that shows you what you got to do to finish them. And like you got to be here, and it tells you exactly where you need to go and at what time of the day when you get there, it unlocks it, and moves on to the next step. But while you're there, there's another screen you can look at of things you can do that are like side objectives. Like, like I said, like getting new, getting slabs, uh, which are your powers, like the, the teleporting power or turn invisible or combine enemies together where you can kill them all uh, together or a couple of ones. I can't remember what they do off the top of my head now. Um, but there's a lot of great slabs or there's like, there's like area we can find better weapons. Uh, but like, I never like while I'm off doing like I can just mainline the game. And while I'm, if I want to, while I'm there, there's these other things I can do while I'm there. So I'm not just doing, going there, doing one thing, leaving. I'm going there. I'm doing this one thing. I'm like, well, I'm here. One of the visionaries is here. I can kill them and get an upgrade for my slab. So like I'm doing these runs and I'm, I'm accomplishing so many things in a very small concrete of time. So like, yeah, like I'm doing some side stuff here, but I'm not just, you know, like, like I said, like some roguelikes, you're like, you're playing because I might do a whole run in Hades and focus on future shit. I'm like, well, I spent an hour and a half and right. I got this little bump on on these my like my main things that actually roll over from run to run. 
Like I'm, I'm, I'm accomplish, accomplishing these things and I don't have to do these things again. Or like now it's like some of these like things like, yeah, yeah you might have to do this again, but it took you 30, 40 minutes and maybe two attempts, maybe you failed twice, but it took you 30, 40 minutes to do this one time. But now it's like, I know what I need to do. It literally takes me like two minutes to do. And I mean, literally it'll take me two minutes. Like that's what, like some of these runs, it's like to kill some of these visionaries. Like you have to kill like a lot of these, like I would say, you don't, you don't there's no really need to grind in this game. And like I said, do those runs to just like get the focus on upgrades because if you just play the game like like I did, where cool, I'm here, I'm focusing on the main missions, but while I'm here, I'm also going to do these like the side shit here, right? That's going to help me for future runs. So you're two birds, one stone. That like, cool. It might take me 40 minutes, like I said, for like, this one run might take me 40 minutes. I might fail a couple times, but it might take me 40 minutes to figure out how to do this first time. But then literally, I I know what I need to do. It's a loop game, so the exact same thing is going to happen. If I do this thing again, so like, okay, I'm going to go around the side. I'm going to go through this window. I'm going to bring this person off by himself. Boom, snap the neck, kill them. Uh, move on, unlock this whole tree or finish this tree on the main mission. But also, I got all this fucking awesome trinkets to upgrade my character and also got to upgrade for my, my, uh, for my slab. Like, that's what's so awesome about this game is like, I think the characters are really cool. I think the story is pretty entertaining. Um, and then just like, like I said, it might take you a long time initially to learn how to do something, but you're going to do it enough times just doing the main game. And it's not even like, it's not even like enough, like you're not going to, cause you're going to do it 25 times. I'm talking like, oh, you're going to do it a few times, but you, like I said, after you learn how to do it once, you can do it again. Once you know how to do it one way, you can do it that way over and over again. And it's super simple and it becomes very easy and it's very quick. How you do it where it doesn't even bother me that I might do this thing five, six times. Like once I know it, I know how to do it. So when I get to the final run to kill all the visionaries and that one, we had to actually kill them all. I did all the main, I finished all the main mission points. I did, uh, I, I, I did a little, okay. I did a little bit of like, cause that was like start at the beginning here. I'm going to jump back a minute is I was doing some like runs where I was like, I'm going to go fight this guy to get upgrade for this lab. But then like, I, I learned like, but then like I say like two thirds of the way to the game, I had like, found like the perfect way I want to play the game and I got trinkets to upgrade your weapons and upgrade your character overall uh, that like I found because you, you can only your guns can only hold so many trinkets and your character can only hold so many trinkets where I found the perfect trinkets that I wanted to and the best weapons that I wanted from how I play to I never want to upgrade it so I was like finding all these extra trinkets but I didn't want to keep them so I wasn't I had like the residue that you use to up to infuse you need to spend to actually keep these trinkets or upgrades to the next to continue on permanently for the rest of the game. It's like two thirds of the way to the game. Like I already found the perfect weapons and the perfect trinkets, and like there was nothing like so like it was completely unnecessary. So like some of that early grinding that I did, and there wasn't like a lot, but I did a little bit. It was like completely unnecessary. Like if I was just I would have got these things regardless if I just would have played and focused on the main campaign, focus on that. So like, like I said, you don't need to really even do that unless you want to get like the crazy top tier gear that's kind of hard to find. Then yeah, you can do that and that's fine. But like, what's awesome is like these visionaries. There's not that crazy hard boss fight. There's not that like, oh that was tough. Well fuck, I just okay. Well I died on the second boss fight. Now I gotta do that. Do all that shit. Get to the first fight. Beat that guy. Hopefully did well enough to now I can beat the second guy and move on. And like, well you know you're back square one kind of shit. Like, well I did the final run. I have done all the other shit and I have mastered all the other stuff and I've had, I have so much good gear 
of just playing the main game that like I beat the final like loop in like 30 minutes and I killed all the visionaries. Spoiler alert, that's you know, the whole point of the game. You kill the visionary in one loop. You do it and then you get to the last area. I'm not going to spoil all that shit. Um, that like it took me like I, I knew how to I've done it so many times. I've done I've gotten so good at it that like uh, it was still super fun to do. Super kind of stressful at points because uh, you got to do it all. Now you're, you can't just you're not just doing this one section this time. You're doing all the sections, all four sections in one run. And you got you know, you can't and I don't want to die and fail and start all over again. Um, but I, I love this game. I think it's really great. I think it uh, I know some people don't like it because it's too handholdy because they want like that fucking straight roguelike type of game where like are they wanted like they wanted like pen and paper have to write shit down, memorize these codes. Um, well, that's good for like them, said, you know, but at the same time, it's like yeah, not every no. single type of thing. I'm just thinking about it from like yeah. the perspective, say, like what you were just sharing and stuff, where it doesn't have to be that way in order for someone to go forth and enjoy it. You know, this is the type of game where it wants to hold your hand and guide you through the experience in regards to what you can do and have that type of things to let you decide what you want to do with it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. I agree. And that's like, I get if like you're just people are disappointed in that because they want that like they want that like they want that dark soul like i love the dark souls and the souls like fighting mechanics i love all that but i i, I don't like dark souls because it's super difficult same way i don't like roguelites and roguelites because they're super difficult and i don't want to replay shit over and over again but like i love it when like a game does a really good like star wars uh jedi fallen order like there's a really good soul uh souls like game I like, I like that. I love that combat. It's really good. God of War is a really good Souls-like fighting mechanic. I love that game. It's my favorite game of all time. Like, I like, like, and this is like, finally found a rogue light style game that I like, but also it's not like, it doesn't have all like the crazy hard boss fights, even though like, I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad games, just not for me kind of thing. Um, so yeah, like it, it just, it hit a really good balance for me where like, I think the character interactions are great between Juliana and Colt. Like every time you go start a new section, uh, them talking shit to each other is fucking hilarious and fun. Like listening to like people's conversations, especially like the visionaries are awesome and top notch. Like I man, this game blew me away from what I expected. I was going in, and I was I was I was looking forward to it. Like I said, like uh, you know, I'm glad I you know I picked it up for thirty bucks. Um, when I was going to, I'm like I want to try this out. While people are talking, giving high praise, and I've heard that that kind of discussion about like. Oh, it's not really it's it's not really a roguelike, and I'm like, okay, well that sounds good for me, and I'm I'm glad I played it. I'm glad because I I love this game. It's fantastic. I think the overall story itself is not great, and the big problem is I think with the story is like so much of it is told through like exploring the world and finding notes, or just going to this area at this certain time, and you go into this you know this side area. You might jump, fall into a cutscene that explains more backstory, um, and I miss a lot of that because, like I said, I didn't really. I focused mainly on mainlining the game, um, so I got the whole gist of the story. But there's so much backstory to the game and the characters that, like, to really get into it, like, to like get the real, um, all the juice out of that lemon, um, you need to do that. So I watched actually. I went and watched a YouTube video to like explain some more of that, and. When I played it, I'm like, I felt, eh, the story was okay, I guess. But then I watched it, I'm like, oh, okay, no, that's actually, like, this lore and the shit that I missed, like, that's pretty fucking awesome. Like, I'm not saying you need to do that to get that, like, just watch a fucking video. But, like, 
that's the only doubt like the biggest complaint i have really is that like some of the best bits of that game is like for the story wise is like you gotta explore you gotta find it kind of stuff it's not just there it's not like explained in cutscenes stuff like that but overall like the gameplay is fucking awesome the game is super fun to play uh two major thumbs up for me gonna be uh up there in my game uh, my top 10 list but that's the only thing i played this week gables what about you all right so like i stated earlier i have played a bit of a hodgepodge of stuff i did try out forza horizon 5 i did oh, nice. actually try to play it through streaming through the, like the the cloud and stuff like that for uh, microsoft cloud service type of stuff that they've been touting because i wanted to get a general feel upon how how my uh, Wi-Fi would actually handle it. And I was actually quite surprised that it was able to handle the gameplay portion, the performance of it. Not that uh, I'm kind of glad I was able to go forth and like uh, test it out in that regards. There were kind of a little bit of things that I kind of felt that were uh, not readily supported in that regards to what I kind of felt like they would be readily supported with that for that experience. One of them was like the the video quality of it wasn't as like great as I thought it was going to be. More or less, there was a bunch of kind of like fuzzy sort of like buffering type of stuff, which, you know what, I can understand some bit of it because I did play it through on performance mode as opposed to like, say, the uh, the high quality sort of mode in of itself. But uh, there were times where I kind of felt like when I was playing Forza Horizon 5 through like the like the cloud and stuff like that, where it felt like I was going through certain buffering in terms of images, like I would for uh, certain videos and stuff. <laughs> that whole aspect to where it's like you're watching a video and all of a sudden, like in t- like not even a couple seconds into it, it just starts buffering a little bit in the background. That all of a sudden the image becomes a little bit clearer over time and stuff. But it's that that type of fuzzy type of things. But other than that, though, I thought the game played relatively fine. You know, I didn't play too much of the game because i was kind of distracted by the the looks of like the graphical type of stuff but hell i thought for what it was and stuff it did play fairly well in terms of the gameplay stuff it didn't have too much like say input lag in terms of the stream it didn't have too much of like issues in regards to like uh yeah in regards to like say the overall quality like skipping of audio or this or that but that was just like one experience you know so i was relatively happy with uh playing through like some bits on the that project like xcloud stuff but uh yeah but yet at the same point it's like the emphasis like the buffering in terms of the images wasn't as clear as i wanted it the gameplay aspect of it was fine you know no input input lag just to kind of repeat and stuff but lastly and stuff i don't know if the streaming stuff through uh, the Xbox. I wasn't using like a LAN connection. I was using like a Wi-Fi collection, but I don't think the streaming games in that regards is something for me because for one, you don't get like say the best quality of say if like uh, the streaming aspect of your Wi-Fi isn't that up to snuff yeah. in that regards. I mean, granted, I have a new router here. I have a new modem in that regards and that played into effect the quality of it. But if I were to go through and play, say, Forza Horizon 5 again, it would be either through either download or through disc, you know. But uh, I didn't think the game was bad. I only played maybe 20 minutes through that first opening section, stuff like that, but didn't go through more than that because I didn't want to, uh, 
I honestly didn't. I thought about like my data cap stuff because it's like that's also another thing oh, that could yeah. potentially go through. I started thinking about it. It's like, what happens if I really get into this game and all of a sudden I max out the data cap for everybody in the span of a month? I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not yeah. doing that. But that uh, would be good. Other than that, I did try out some bit of uh, the N64 expansion stuff. I mean, here's a little new stuff. I actually got my little brother his separate account and stuff, his separate things. My mom ended up helping because my little brother, because uh, he gets certain bits of like money and stuff per month. We went through, made sure that he had that expansion stuff for himself and stuff and on his Switch and this and that. So he has his own profile, has his own stuff. Are you still going to be Mario on my... Nintendo Switch? No. Then okay. No. You're Mario right now. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, that's pretty funny. But at the same time, I did change like some bit of uh, I did change some bit of stuff, you know. But uh, at like on top of things and stuff, I tried to play a little bit of the N64 expansion stuff. And what's kind of hilarious about it is I tried playing a little bit of Mario Tennis while in handheld mode because I wanted to test out like how well mm. I could play the game. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If the first time playing Mario Tennis or something like on uh, the the Switches online, it wasn't really that great of an experience because how cramped the Joy Cons were when I was going through and trying to play some of that stuff. To where when I actually was, I managed to finish a couple of tournaments in a row, and then when I get to the last tournament, the first round, and some, my hands were so sweaty at the point that I was literally like my thumbs were sliding off the Joy Cons. I'm getting fucking pissed. <laughs> it's like God damn it! I was just trying to get this thing accurately to this and to that. No, but the most hilarious part was like last night and stuff to where I was playing as Waluigi, want to go through some of the ring shot stuff, you know, and uh, I have my my Hiori like slidable like Joy-Cons and stuff for handheld mode because I really wanted to feel like I want to play the Switch in bed. And so I go through the like the couple of them and then all of a sudden I get to Donkey Kong, right? And Donkey Kong, you have to go through and do like about hit the ball through about 90 rings and stuff to finish that match. So you had to get collect 90 rings or do a little chunks at a time and stuff and then just score on Donkey Kong and this and that. There were times that I literally got over 90 rings, but I couldn't freaking execute like the ball like over uh, Donkey Kong because he's one of those characters that he'll stay in the back. He'll go through to a fucking power shot in the completely opposite direction regardless of where he's at in the middle of the court. So it took me like... It was like a good solid 20 or 30 minutes or something like that. But at that same point, I ended up having to retiring that fucking game because it's like after about a half hour of fucking playing against Donkey Kong with his damn power swings and random things, the fucking donkey dick was just this fucking stupid shit, dude. But, uh... Goddamn donkey dick. <laughs> but, uh... Other than that, other than that, I did just play maybe a little bit more brilliant diamond but that was in regards to seeing a little bit of the the end game content which is sort of similar to diamond and pearl in some regards of that whole battle tower sort of stuff but i just took the the party that i had went through picked about three of them go through a thing of seven i went through didn't have hardly any issues in regards to a facing off against seven trainers in a row through the battle things Earning those little BP points, those battle points and stuff. And the fun part about it is you can invest it in a lot of different ways, like through like uh, getting TMs or getting specific items and stuff to help you with like effort value training for your Pokemon and this and that. I think the in terms of uh, making your characters and like, making your Pokemon, your team competitive and stuff like that, that's a great emphasis 
on how you can go through and do it. Because along the way, you actually come across a lot of different berries that'll take away certain effort value points and stuff by tens and stuff for your creature if they eat that. So, for example, one berry will have you decrease the amount of effort values in the attack stat by 10 if you feed it that. Or if you get, like, an item inside the battle tower right here, if you spend enough BP points and get something uh, that will help increase plus 10, like F, like like a plus 1 or whatever the hell type of thing, or plus 2 type of uh, EV in a specific stat, you know, and fight against a Pokemon that has that particular type of effort value it gives off when you beat it and stuff that'll make it quicker that way yeah at one point i knew how to do all that stuff in diamond and pearl because that was pretty much the essential thing i was doing for the online stuff to try to get my team all competitive was going through the held items going through the effort value shit and stuff like that but uh yeah i i tried it out because i wanted to try to see what else was there after the the mainline thing and there are some aspects of the after game and stuff that i haven't even gone into yet but i will eventually at some point just not at this moment because i've already played enough of brilliant diamond for right now but uh yeah that's pretty much my extent for gaming this week hasn't been really intuitive i've been mostly focused upon sleeping early because i've been getting knocked out quite early in the the nights but uh here's hoping next week's gonna provide something much interesting let's hope so let's hope so um well, it will, because we have Game Awards in hand. Yeah. So. Should we go with, hopefully, knock on wood. Um, don't want to knock too loud, because my dog will go nuts if I do. Um, <laughs> Same with mine. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, if you like that, like I said at the top of the show, like, follow, subscribe, all those places, click on... Wrong way. Uh, all right, what's it? Down there. Sorry, audio listeners. Click down there for YouTube. On Gable's junk, to make it go woohoo, and uh, help us out on YouTube. Uh, like I said, like, follow, subscribe, comments, whatever you do uh, to help us out. Really would appreciate it. Um, like I said, five stars, big thing right there. If you don't, if you want to give us three or less, just don't don't waste time. Just don't, please. Uh, that that hurts us. Um, five stars or higher. That's it. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I was host, I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Oh, and uh, hey, Gibbs. Yeah. Too sweet? Too sweet. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya. Okay, and I stopped recording.